No, I'm absolutely delighted because it's my favourite time of week again. It's soap time with the fabulous David Jorgensen from Inside Soap magazine. Hello, you. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Did I hear a little laugh when I said fabulous? No, I think that was um, my connection being a bit weird. Oh, right. right, right. I did, I, it sounded like a little kind of, uh, yes, that's me. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, you are fabulous. on the line. <laughs> well, listen, it's great to have you here, David. It really, really is. And uh, we've got tons to talk about soap-wise um, because we'll start, well, we'll start off with Emmerdale. And uh, sad, sad news this week. We know in real life that Edna Birch um, died, uh, but she's she's died in the soap now as well. Yeah, that's right. Shirley Stalfox passed away last year, and uh, and now Emmerdale are dealing with uh, Edna's passing on screen. Yeah, they found out this week. Ashley and his dad Sandy particularly devastated, and we saw last night uh, that Lawrence also very upset. Obviously, if you cast your mind back, Lawrence um, had history with Edna because he had an affair with Edna's husband at the time, uh, and I think this was back in the sixties or something. And yeah, it was it's very very sad indeed. And uh, yeah, we I think we're going to see more of uh, um, Edna's impact on the village in the next week or so as well. So very, very big loss in Emmerdale. Yeah, very much so. And actually, you know, I, I was only thinking about her the other day because I thought, gosh, you know, the older characters in soaps can sometimes be a bit dithery and a bit kind of, you know, you kind of wonder what what is what's the point. But actually, they add a huge, great deal to the soap itself. And um, yeah, she's really missed from the soap. Yeah, most definitely she is, yeah. She was always the moral compass of Emmerdale now. They don't really have that anymore. So it'd be very interesting to see if anyone steps into her shoes. Yeah, well, it won't be uh, the likes of Ross Barton or Kane Dingle, no. will it? <laughs> Charity. <laughs> well, listen, you know, definitely not. Um, listen, you mentioned a second ago Lawrence. Now, obviously, he is upset uh, over the kind of Edna thing, but he's also very upset because his daughter has decided that she wants a DNA test and he has come clean and said that the dates didn't work out and that he isn't, in fact, Chrissy's father. No, absolutely. I don't think Chrissy was actually that surprised either when he said it to her. She's long suspected this, of course, and now he's confessed that it's actually true and he didn't father her at all. Now, that's not to say that he isn't a dad. Of course he is. But yeah, she's now, I think I expect she'll be looking for her biological father and wondering who on earth it could be. But you know something? I mean, he says that he never thought the dates added up, but you never know. There still could be a chance. I mean, are they going to go ahead with the, the DNA test? Um, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest, no, because um, he he's adamant that he is not her father. So if you can't really do a DNA test on one side. You're going to need something to match it against. So, um, yeah, I wonder if she'll be getting samples from elsewhere in the village. It'd be very interesting to see uh, who that person could be, who could be her dad. Well, we saw that plumber, um, you know, that, that looked a bit shifty when he saw the mother's picture, uh, Chrissy's mother's picture. So, you know, could could it be something to do with him? connections secrets and lies who knows they might be playing an eastenders game now putting lots of red herrings into things now so we just don't know it's really exciting oh you know more than you let on georgenson you really <laughs> really do you're such a naughty boy um listen let's talk about charity you mentioned her as well a minute ago now she has um you know as if things couldn't have been bad enough for lawrence last night i mean he really had a tough night um he's also just taken on charity's business home james uh, to do some well. work for him five-year contract and now 
Charity has sold her business in order to buy the pub to Robert. Uh, now, Robert was given a half million pound severance pay, um, you know, to get rid of uh, Robert from Lawrence's life completely. And now it turns out that, that he's stuck with him for five years. And at the cost of half a million pounds, yeah. I wish something like that would happen to me. I'd quite happily take that check and me buy too. the business. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely crazy. But yes, uh, Charity, very, very happy indeed that uh, she finally has the funds to pay for her share of the Woolpack. I quite like Charity being behind that bar. I think right at the centre of that village is where she deserves to be, even though she is one awful woman. I think she's definitely the type of villain we all love to hate. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what chaos she causes behind that bar. Yeah, looking forward to that very much. I really, really am. I, th- I think she's she's a kind of natural-born barmaid for the Woolpack, isn't she? I'm surprised it really hasn't happened sooner. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously been very busy with all the schemes and selling children and goodness knows what else she's been up to in the last 15 or so years that she's been in the show. But yeah, it's. Uh, I think I think the Woolpack is definitely the best place for her and I think she'll have plenty to say about all the comings and goings as well. I'm looking forward to it, definitely. Emma Atkins, um, as, as I've said before, that uh, she's not really looking forward to having to learn all these new skills for bar acting because all the people who work in the pubs and stuff have to learn how to pull pints convincingly and how to hold glasses and do all this, that and the other while they're delivering all their lines as well. So she's got a whole new skill set to get used to. I'm sure she'll manage it. I'm sure she'll manage it like she does everything with relative ease. Um, Listen, uh, one last thing with Emmerdale. Uh, Liv, she's turning into a right little nightmare, isn't she? I think she was a nightmare before, but she's even more of a nightmare now, absolutely, yeah. I don't think Liv's time in Emmerdale is going to be anything but peaceful, and uh, yeah, I, I suspect that her family will be regretting the day that she moved into Emmerdale Village. Yeah, very much so. Okay, let's move over to Coronation Street. We're down the cobbles now, and uh, oh, where will we start? Well, last night we saw Sarah almost give the game away about where Callum was uh, to Jason. To Jason, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was doing some working Gail's little annex and uh, she, she, he wanted her to pass him his tool bag and uh, she couldn't do it. She couldn't actually walk into the annex at all and she almost gave the game away. She said that she couldn't go in there and she passed it off as being afraid of the ghost of Richard Hillman. If you remember the serial killer who tormented that family back in the early 2000s and almost drowned them all in the local canal. But uh, yeah, I don't think Jason, if he had any sense, would buy that at all. And uh, yeah, she She is clearly not in a healthy state at all and someone really needs to sort this out and I don't think a haircut and a manicure is going to do that very much David and Kylie I think she really needs some professional help at this stage but at what cost is she going to confess all about Callum this is the big question well absolutely and of course you know it's really only David and Kylie that know isn't it and she's she's she seems to be kind of losing it a bit at the moment. I mean, she's already begged her brother Nick, who's also kind of losing it a bit at the moment. Mm-hmm. And um, he just kind of went off on one last night. She wants to move in with him and Carla, and he's just not having any of it. No, this was this the scene yesterday where um, Sarah really, really agitated by everything that's going on, having an argument with her brother Nick, who is suffering from the effects of the brain injury caused by David. And yeah, it was really uncomfortable to see the pair of them clearly completely lost and unable to see each other uh, for what they really are. And it's really sad to see. And I don't think Nick's drama is going to be over anytime soon either, because as we all know, say it every single week, <laughs> Carla is leaving Coronation 
streets in the next few weeks. And uh, yeah, uh, she's already uh, filmed her very last scene. She said that on social media recently. So yeah, I think the drama is just getting started for Nick. Oh my goodness, I can't wait to see the way that unfolds. Although, you know, part of me doesn't want to see it unfold because then it means that, that we're going to lose Carla. And bye I bye, think... Carla. And now words I never wanted to have to say, but yeah, it looks like she's off. Uh, Hopefully she will not be dying, but we just don't know. And I really hope she isn't. Fingers crossed that she just goes off somewhere. But I think this is going to be a really, really tense one. Well, we've seen her disappear off for a while before, so you never, ever know. Uh, let's hope they do leave the door open for her. Uh, what else is happening in Cory at the moment? Well, we've got um, Kate and Kaz, and uh, Kaz with her injury, of course, and uh, they, they haven't stopped fighting over Sophie Webster for a good while now. So, and We've also got, coming back to Carla and Nick, um, because of the effects of Nick's injury, um, brain injury, he actually accidentally hurt Carla the other night as well, so she's got a little graze on her cheek as well that people are noticing, and so whether this will lead into something bigger or not as well. So there's all that going on, and uh, I think there's going to be... Key Keep an eye now on a couple of other characters. Keep an eye on Sean and Billy. Um, I think life is getting a bit tricky for Billy at the moment. And I think you'll be, it'll be interesting times to come for that one. Yes. What is it that Billy's doing? Because he keeps giving this boy money. What? What is he? What's happened? Is he being blackmailed? I don't know if I've missed something along the way. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've been told yet. This is the thing. So it's all a bit of a mystery about what is going on. Now, we know that Billy is obviously a vicar and he wants to do good by people. But I think there's a limit to what a what a vicar can actually do as well. And if that is helping somebody clearly in trouble, then there are ways of doing that. And I'm not sure that Billy is doing it in the way that he should be. No, it it, it just all looks a bit dodgy at the moment, doesn't it? Um, and mm, finally, with, with Corey, um, oh, who was I going to talk about? Phelan. Um, he seems to be getting his feet under the table, but he seems to be really kind of, I don't know, dictating to Jason what he should be doing, when and yeah. where and how. The very strange thing is that Phelan's acting like the boss of that building firm. Yeah, he's acting uh, like it, Jason is his employee rather than his boss. And it's all a bit strange. And Jason was obviously trying to deal with the, all the news from Tony and uh, obviously was worried about Sarah as well. So he's got lots of things on his mind and he's not really picking up on this at all. But anyone who would pay any attention could clearly see that Phelan is, is up to something. And the only person who seems to be aware of that at the moment is Todd. Yeah, isn't it strange? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it takes one to know one. Mm-hmm. Well, this I think that is most definitely the case, yeah. So yeah. I'd quite like to see Todd and Tracy go up against feeling actually. Three villains, uh, two against one. It'd be quite good fun. Oh, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Absolutely mm. amazing. Oh, well, we'll watch this space. Okay, uh, EastEnders. Now, oh, where will we start with EastEnders? I think we will start with Stacy. Now, Stacy has, you know, really you know, embraced her new brother. She loves having him on the square. She loves having him in her life. Um, obviously, you know, he has a past. He has had, well, he's in the process of getting uh, a gender, well, it's gender reassignment operation. He hasn't had it yet, has he? 
No, he's he's transitioning at the moment. Uh, um, he used to be Sarah, and now, of course, he's Kyle. And this week, we explored more of that past because uh, um, Stacey had called uh, Kyle's mum to come down from Blackpool and talk to him. She hasn't seen him in five years, and she'd never actually seen him as Kyle before either, so it was all very tense. Denise Welsh actually played um, his mum, and she was absolutely fantastic as well. Um, and uh, she was only in it for one episode so far, and I'm hoping, fingers crossed, she'll be back, because I think they left things very much open for a reconciliation there as well. It's clear that um, Alison, the mum, did actually still have feelings for her child. Now, she said that she couldn't cope with the fact that Sarah was now Kyle and didn't, and obviously wanted Sarah rather than Kyle in her life, but it was clear that she still had feelings uh, for Kyle anyway and she wanted to make sure he was okay. And yeah, so hopefully, fingers crossed, isn't the last we've seen of uh, Denise Welsh in EastEnders because I thought she was absolutely brilliant. Oh, absolutely. She was great. And actually, it would be a real pity to see her leave like that and not return to that kind of of situation whereby, you know, she's got, you know, she's got the opportunity to get to know her son rather this than, is a thing. than her And I'm her also daughter. looking forward to the possibility of seeing her two sisters as well, because um, Stacey's got two half-sisters living up in Blackpool that Kyle doesn't really get on with at all. And uh, uh, I think I think I'd quite like to see those two as well come down and uh, Stacey to have some real immediate family around her again would be great. Oh, definitely, definitely. Listen, Kyle's best friend. Oh, what's her name again? She's in love with them. Oh, I've forgotten her name, but played by Debbie Rush's daughter, who yes. plays Anna Windass in in, um, in Coronation Street. Poppy Rush is uh, is is the actress who plays. Her. I've forgotten her name. I'm I've so sorry, her everyone. Name too. But yes, what a nightmare she was. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think Tina wants to see her back anytime soon. She had that one night stand with Tina, of course, and uh, I thought that Sonia forgave her very very quickly, a bit too quickly in 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 my eyes. But uh, yeah, Sonia obviously had much more important things to deal with because she found a lump on her breast and she had to go and have it checked out at the doctors now she does have the breast cancer gene or one of the breast cancer genes and we all know that her mum had breast cancer and had to have a, a double mastectomy and and now of course we're seeing Sonia having to go through the same process of having uh, a lump checked out and whether what that could mean for the future as well well, yes, because she said the other night at the end of the programme that she was going to have the double mastectomy as a kind of precautionary um, measure. But, um, you know, Tina, I, I just felt that, that Tina isn't mature enough to kind of cope with this. She's not going to be let down by Tina, is she? I don't know. I mean, this is the thing. Tina just celebrated a 42nd birthday, of course, so she should be more than capable of dealing with this right now, but she clearly isn't, and that is a huge problem. And yeah, and Sonia was going through hell, you know. She, having to have a double mastectomy is not something you anyone would do lightly, you know, and this is a potentially life-saving measure. So uh, uh, Sonia really does need the support of everyone around her, and if someone like Dot can get her head around all this as well, I mean, I, I, I just don't understand why Tina can't. And yeah, I think Tina needs to make sure what her priorities are. And I know she's dealing with things herself with the Carter family dramas and uh, having lost a job at the cafe. But at the same time, you know, she's really got to be there for Sonia and Bex as well, come to think of it as well, because Bex could potentially be, be affected by this in the future as well. 
Yep, very much so. Oh, it's it's all a bit of a mess there in that household. I just feel it. But, you know, I just had this horrible feeling at the end of the programme the other night that Tina is not going to cope very well with this, you know, because although she is 42, she's very, very immature. So we'll need to wait and see how that all works out. But uh, in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us today, David. Honestly, I love our soap chats. I really, really do. I'm all filled in now with what's happening. Um, obviously, if anybody wants to take a look at the current issue of Inside Soap magazine, it's fabulous it's really really brilliant this week so please do go out and get it if you can't though and you want to take a look online it's an equally fabulous website have you got the web address i do indeed it is insidesoap.co.uk and it's fully accessible david have a fabulous week and we'll speak to you again really soon here on rnib connect radio thanks for joining us take care bye-bye